Hey, hey, welcome back to the SOS Mom Show. I am your host, Jennifer McDaniel, and I am so glad you are here. You mean the world to me being here and joining me for this episode, and I'm just so thankful to have you. Today, we're going to talk about why. (laughs) Um, So the topic of the day is why we are feeling so overwhelmed in different seasons of our life and what we can do to fix those things. So I know for myself, when I am in, when I had little children, you know, when you have newborn and then you have toddlers and multiple children at home, it seems like you can feel real, you can really easily lose your identity of who you are without being their mom. So as a mom, I know that I went through seasons in my life, especially when I had my first two, I was still working out of the house. And then when I had my third child and I was pregnant with him, I stopped working out of the house right at the end of my pregnancy with him. I did not work the third trimester very much. And, uh, I didn't work a whole lot after that outside of the home. Now, during that season, of me not working outside of the house, not having my own income, being 100% mom instead of Jennifer away from home and being unique in what I was able to do in the, in my job. I lost myself a lot. And so after I got past that first postpartum season of mom life and we were slowing down on the nursing and all of that stuff that goes into being a mom. So about a year after he was born, and maybe not even that long, I went shopping for some clothes for the first time. And I remember crying because it was so difficult to find clothes that actually fit and things that worked for the season of life I was in. I didn't know how to dress and how to shop for things that I liked because they all needed to be washable. So I was like, just, you know, why would I even spend money on anything that isn't just t-shirts and jeans because they need to be washable and comfortable and, uh, you know, snot friendly because how many times are you going to say, is your little one going to wipe their face on you? And I, I didn't want to shop for the things that I liked. I love jackets. I love tailored stuff. I love I love to look a little bit dressier just for, I just prefer that for myself and trying to find things that worked for what I liked versus my new lifestyle as a stay at home mom with three children. It really shook me and really messed with my emotions and my, my brain. And I remember how exhausting that felt in that season and how I didn't even know how I wanted to look or how I wanted to present myself as this, in this new season of my life, as a mom of three, there was a five year gap between two and three children, you know, from my second child to my third child was five years. 
So it was a totally different season of my life. I was older. I had a lot. We had moved states, so I wasn't near my family like I was with my other children. There were so many things that were different in my life in that season. And my husband, before I started, so I guess when I was pregnant, my husband was only working three days a week before then, so I was still able to work four days a week. And he had a full-time job, but it was three days a week all slammed into one weekend or three days. And so I could work the rest of the week for my job and traveled and did all these things with work. And then he got a promotion, and so he was working uh, the five days a week instead of the three days a week. So we had to do a big adjustment, which is why I stopped working, because it wasn't going to be easy to find a childcare for uh, all of my children um, for five days a week. So we just tried to figure out some things and made some big adjustments, and so I didn't have my own income anymore. It was the first time since I was a young young, young person. Like I'm talking, I had a babysitting jobs when I was 12. I had other things that I was doing for income as long as I could remember being someone who could use money. I mean, I, I remember babysitting at 12 for multiple children, but I have five younger siblings. So I was already very well experienced. So I didn't seem like an average 12 year old. I was very responsible. And so as far back as I can remember, I had my own income and things were just, it was a big adjustment for me to not have my own income. And we didn't discuss budgets and all of that stuff for how I needed to <laughs> spend our money instead of my money <laughs> on things when I was staying at home. And so even just something as simple as buying myself a new tank top for $6.00. I felt like I needed to really think about it and wait and not get myself something um, in that season of life. And I'm like, how, why? I would never even consider waiting if my kids needed a new shirt and I got them a new shirt for $6 of all things. And it was really hard for me to do that for myself because I didn't have my own income. And it really took a toll on me emotionally. And it was not my husband's fault. It was just my own thoughts around it and he never complained about when I went shopping for things for the kids or the house or myself and <laughs> or for him or whatever it was for my family for anyone he never said anything about that so it wasn't his influence it was just my own thoughts making me feel like I didn't have the right to shop for something that I needed and so in that season of my life I just was really, I lost my identity as Jennifer and I was just mom. I was just a mom that stayed at home. I didn't have a job anymore. I didn't have a diff. I didn't ever get out of mom life. I was 100% 24 seven, 365 days a year mom. That's all I did. I didn't get away from my children very often. I didn't ever have a babysitter unless a family member came up and gave us time away, but that didn't happen very often. And so during that season of my life, it was a really, really difficult time. And that was the same time of, <laughs> of my life where after I had had my third child, I started understanding capsule wardrobes and really learning about 
maintaining what I had and why things were so frustrating for me because when I was working four days a week and my husband was working three days a week, so we just worked opposite schedules and rarely saw each other and we weren't home a lot. We didn't cook a lot. I didn't even hardly ever cook until after I had my third child. So during this season of my life, we were eating out most of the time and now I'm switching because I didn't work away from home. I didn't have my own income to pay for that meal to eat out with my children or whatever. I didn't feel like I should be doing that. I felt like I should just get some groceries and cook at home. And I started eating a lot more, being more aware of what ingredients were going into the foods and making sure that I was trying to eliminate a lot of things. This was the same time. So uh, my third child was born the end of March and my um, the five-year age gap, right? So he turned five in June, my second child, and he was diagnosed with ADHD in kindergarten within the first six weeks of school she his teacher was like you need to get him tested <laughs> it's there's it's obvious to me but he needs to be tested for ADHD and man I knew from the beginning of him that he was a different type of child I knew that he was different from the other children that I had babysat and been around and my siblings he was just a different level of kid and so him being diagnosed with ADHD wasn't a huge surprise to me although I was not aware 15 years ago what ADHD was. I didn't know anything about it. So there was so much going on. And so with ADHD, I started re researching and taking out food dyes and preservatives and sugars and corn syrups and all these different ingredients um, to help him to be more focused and have, you know, to have better control of himself just with ADHD. So during this season, I was already dealing with a lot of parenting and understanding my child and realizing what things triggered his, um, you know, ADHD to be a little bit more hyper, uh, focused or hyperactive versus, uh, more, um, aware of his surroundings and aware of other people and different things. And so I just was going through a whole lot and changing every, it just seemed like every part of my life had changed in some way over the last year or two. So I really was struggling to find myself and that balance between me, Jennifer, and mom of three. And my house was a mess. I felt like it was just so many days that I just could not keep up with the house. And so I started really, really trying to start with something. What is something that I can do that's gonna make tomorrow better? Because I was really struggling in that season. I really struggled so much in that season and just trying to get a grip on the house and I caught up on all the laundry, but it took seven months. It was October, from March to October before I caught up on all the laundry being washed and put away. That was, I mean, I just, felt like I had just climbed an entire mountain and you're at that peak of the mountain and you're so proud of yourself. That's how I felt when I finally got all the laundry washed that I had just climbed Mount Everest and it was the biggest thing. And then of course, 
by bath time, there was so much more laundry already. I had another load ready to wash by the end of the day. And so then I started coming up with my laundry system so that I could make it maintainable. So for a while, I washed clothes every single day. But it wasn't sustainable. That was not a sustainable... Uh, there were days that I was not going to get to do the load of laundry for that day. Uh, you know, teething babies, sick babies, um, busy schedules, hosting, uh, having people over for the weekend, just different things that keep you from being able to keep up. And then you have multiple loads of laundry that you have to do. And then just trying to find something that worked. And I've said it a million times again what I came up with that actually worked and was sustainable and saved me the most time and energy was giving each person their own laundry basket and keeping it separated from start to finish. It does not mix in the laundry room. They keep their dirty clothes in their own room. And the only thing that goes in the laundry room is the towels. That's all that goes in the laundry room, <laughs> the linens and towels. And I try and wash everybody's sheets with their own laundry. And that really does save so much. I started during this time also within his first two years of having my third child folding the laundry out of the dryer and boy oh boy did that make a difference because there are I have pictures of my son when he was probably nine months old rolling around in probably three or four loads of laundry on the bed that I was trying to keep him entertained in that room and fold the laundry and get it put away. That's not a sustainable system if you have multiple loads that are waiting to be folded and put away. Because, number one, your clothes are going to get wrinkled up. They It, it seems like a task that's going to take an hour instead of just a few minutes. And it, it's multiple piles of clean laundry. And when you have a toddler crawling around, they're going to knock those piles over and make messes. And so trying to find a system that really and truly worked for the season of life that I was in that was actually sustainable and that saved me time and energy and that I could do it in just a couple of minutes and have it completely done. When I found that system and I started doing that, it made every bit of difference. The other thing that I really tried to do was focus on keeping the kitchen with just today's mess and trying to have the dishwasher loadable throughout the day. So it wasn't full of clean or dirty dishes that I couldn't use it throughout the day. I wanted to be able to take the lunch dishes and go ahead and load them in the dishwasher so it was ready. So every night, no matter how full the dishwasher was, I would run the dishwasher every night and that way I would empty it in the morning and have room for all of the next day's dishes. So that was my new system for the kitchen and I could make sure that the countertops were cleaned off and that the floor was swept and mopped and I could do all of these things I also started getting rid of so much stuff in the house when I started doing the capsule wardrobes it made it obvious to me that the clothes weren't the mess the toys were the mess so we got rid of a ton of toys like carloads of toys we started getting rid of in <laughs> over this season uh, I mean first of all we can't have the choking hazard toys available when you have a crawling baby or, you know, up to two and a half, three and a half, they start putting everything in their mouth. So everything that's tiny, you have to really watch out for. Um, just making sure that the babies are safe around it and that everyone's playing with it the right way, that the pieces get put away. And so anything that was stressful like that to me, 
I just boxed it up and put it in the attic or I got rid of it. And there was a time in my life where I just put everything that I wasn't, that I could not handle in my home, I just put it in the attic and decided I would deal with it later. If it was stressful to me, it, it just disappeared into the attic. And I did that so long that it was just an absolute disaster up there in the attic. My, I had it organized, but my kids went up there and played in it and opened the bags of toys that I had taken up there and, and moved boxes around and, and took food up there and different things because it was a floor attic and it was a fun space. Um, so they went up there and played with their friends and stuff and just made it. It was just a mess. So I had to take another day of my life or a week of my life and get that back organized and go through it and really just donate the stuff that we weren't using. But we had so many times in my life that I felt like I was losing control and feeling like I could not keep up with what was going on in my life and that I had to make a difference and make a change like something has got to change and I needed some help sometimes the help came from a book sometimes the help came from just a phone call to a friend to motivate me and inspire me and encourage me and sometimes the help came from having a friend come and visit and help me get the house organized help me clean out the attic I had an amazing friend that would help me do things like that big tasks and did it with love and we I help her in different times too with the same thing um, just different seasons of our lives where that was just what was needed and appreciated in our lives in that season I just needed to I couldn't do it on my own I needed someone to come and my family was so far away they were four hours away I mean it's not that far it could happen in a day right they could be there in a day but they all had their own children and families and work going on as well so it was hard to make a time that would work for everybody to be able to, for anybody to come and help. And then who's going to watch the kids while we're doing that, you know, because if, if um, my siblings came, they had their own children to bring. So that's more than three children to uh, take on with the messes and all the things that we had going on. But anyways, I did it. I learned so much just on my own. I started helping my friends and my family their spaces, which I had already been doing, and I started learning so much about what systems worked with my children, what was enough toys, what types of toys did they really play with for a long time, what types of toys um, just got left on the floor instead of played with, how much was too much for them to clean up in a reasonable amount of time, how, you know, how many toys could they handle without feeling like they were overwhelmed, and same with the clothing. How many clothes is enough to get through until I want to do their laundry again? Do I want to do their laundry multiple times a week because I'm caught up? Do I want to have a full closet full of clothes? Do I want to have all, do I, you know, what outfits are they not wearing? What pieces of clothing do they not choose on their own? Which ones do I have to force them to wear, right? Because I think they're so cute, but they just are not interested for whatever reason. Which pieces are those? What do we need to do to make this setup work better? How can I make this easier for my child to get to without them spilling it on the floor? Without them having to look for what they need or needing help to get dressed by the time they're three? They really should be dressing themselves at the age of three. And so, and that does not mean fully 
unsupervised, whatever, but I want to make sure that they can get to what they need and that they can put together something like when they dress themselves, it does not look like they dress themselves or that they shop secondhand and are wearing other people's clothes because I did do that with my daughter. So when I had my first child, my third child and my daughter was in whatever grade she was in second grade and she was dressing herself and she was, um, she was just dressing herself and I was busy with my boys and she was responsible and adorable and she just would come downstairs wearing clothes and I was just like, are you kidding me? Uh, is it worth the stress of upsetting her to change her outfit? Do I just let it go and let her look like a hot mess? Um, because she put it herself together. She had brushed her hair. She had her headband on. She had her layers right for the weather. You know, is it worth the fuss because she doesn't match and these pieces really shouldn't be worn together and learning that and dealing with that I started taking out the pieces that didn't go well with others you know the ones that don't play well with others let's get those out of there and learning all of that through that season of my life where I was becoming that mom and started really taking control of my home and helping my, my family and my friends with their homes and the different things that I learned in that season of my life were truly life-changing for me. They made such an impact in my life that this is truly the information that I am sharing with each one of you. This is what I'm doing for my laundry sort, my SOS, my laundry course, and this whole thing that I have coming up is going to be based on the things that I learned in this season of my life. And the why behind it is because once I got these things taken care of, I had no problem inviting someone over for a play date. I had no problem hosting a birthday party unexpectedly for a cousin or whatever. It, would, it, it was not a problem for me to throw something together and host someone for an entire weekend. No big deal. I could handle it. And before, I would have felt so stressed and anxious about it. Like, do I have what I need? How much mess is it? How much do we have to clean up? What do I need to, uh, you know, where are these things? And I just didn't have everything together like I should have. And like I do now, and like I learned to do during this season. So I know that there have been many seasons of my life where I've had these life changes, where I went from being a full-time working mom to a part-time working mom to a working two jobs, two part-time jobs, working mom, which equals at least a full-time job, right? And then having my husband who worked was an absolute workaholic. He worked 60 to 80 hours a week, no problem, every week, and was rarely home until we moved to Virginia. He just was always at work and then working from home when he came home. He had papers he was doing. He's working on the computer. He was just working to exhaustion. He was back on the phone multiple times throughout the night um, if he was home. And on his days off, he would still go by and work somewhere. 
In fact, when I was delivering my second child, he went to work while I was in labor. Okay, he went to work and he was there. I was in the parking lot for like an hour and a half in labor while he went in the store to pick up a paper really quick, right? (laughs) So I had this husband who was a workaholic and then he went from being a workaholic, we moved out of state and then he was only working three days a week. Three days, so he was home. He, it was such an adjustment trying to figure out how to allow him to parent my children that I had been parenting alone while he was at work all this time and then he was punishing them and putting them in timeout or scolding them for something that I felt like I needed to protect my babies from their dad when he was just telling them that their behavior was inappropriate and I got all defensive about it and like I've been through all of these seasons where I've had to make these big adjustments mental adjustments, emotional adjustments, taking, you know, my, my little family and moving out of state away from anyone that I had ever known where I had lived within five, you know, within 10 miles of where I was born, probably 30 minutes of where I was born my entire life. That's where I had lived in such a small circle. And so everywhere I went, I saw someone I knew. I had friends everywhere. I had people that I grew up with everywhere. And then I went to a place where I didn't know anybody. And I felt like I didn't know how to make friends either. And so I just worked and stayed at home. So I worked out of town. I traveled for work during that season. And it was all over the place. And then staying home and not working and feeling like I didn't have any friends still because I traveled, right? I traveled after we moved and then I stayed at home with three children. Who wants to take three kids places? Do you want to go to the store with three kids? you want to go out to eat with three kids? you want to go anywhere with three kids? It's a lot of work. It's a lot. You have to really plan and prepare yourself emotionally to be able to handle working or, uh, you know, handling all that comes with taking three children anywhere. It's a lot. And it's not something I want to do every day. So I don't. And I I didn't, and so I didn't have a lot of friends, and I didn't hang out with people. I didn't invite people to my house, but then I decided that I needed to do stuff, and so I started making friends. I started inviting people to the house, but I had a lot of growth to do in that time before I felt comfortable inviting people to my house. I didn't feel comfortable inviting people to my house before I started getting rid of all that stuff, and really figuring out where things needed to be, how to make it the most functional, how to know what clothes work and what don't, just how to balance my day so that I wasn't completely drained and exhausted at the end of the day and ready to cry as soon as my husband came in the door. I did that for a season and it was really hard. It was really hard and it was not happy season. It was just a hard season of learning and growing. And I feel like I've just been through so many of the seasons that my, my clients are struggling with the people that I work with now. I feel like I have been there with what they're going through. I've been a caregiver. We had my father-in-law lived with us for a season and I took care of him. I did all kinds of caregiving things for him. I did a lot of that with my grandparents 
over the last few years while my granddad was um, declining and as he was passing. I was there with them every week doing things with my family and taking care of them and, and carrying those emotions and making sure that they had their, that they could reach the things that they needed in their home and that the other stuff was out of the way and that the things that were special to them were visible and, and somewhere that they could find them easily without having to look or call someone for help. I wanted to make it as easy as possible for them to live the way that they needed to live. And I know so many of you are struggling. This is something that, you know, something like this that you're dealing with or a husband that's gone all the time and you're just lonely, so lonely. You just have conversations with your, your kids and that's it. Or maybe occasionally friends or family members over the phone, but you're just craving time to be yourself and to find yourself after the season of change. And I've been there and sometimes when we're in those seasons of change, it is so hard to get our feet under us as things are changing. And so much of the time in those seasons of change, we are collecting stuff and we are not making decisions to get rid of the things that are weighing and they start weighing us down and they start becoming burdens and real stressful things for our family. And we can feel the tension when our husband comes in and looks at that pile of clothes that hasn't been put away in a week and we've been home all day, every day, and we just haven't gotten to it. It's only grown and now we have piles that are multiplying. We got a pile here, a pile there, a pile in the living room, a pile in the kitchen, you know, piles in the each bedroom and still in the laundry room and in the hallway. Like the bathroom's got piles of laundry. Like I've been there. I know it is it, it's heavy. Every item that we have, it feels like a heavy burden when we get to that point. It feels like it weighs us down and like we're literally drowning and we just want to cry and we don't know where to start. I've been there. I, it, I'm like tearing up just remembering how I felt in that season in multiple different times in those seasons of my life where I just felt like I couldn't handle it on my own and sometimes I would just take the stuff and throw it in the attic or in the garage and shut the door and ignore that it ever existed and it just ignored its existence and acted like it wasn't a problem until I would go in there and then all of that guilt and shame would just weigh me down and I would be just so disappointed and I would try to fix it and then I would just give up because it was too much. I've been there. I know what it feels like. I know exactly what that feels like but because I know what it feels like because I know how to get through it and to really thrive on the other side of it and really make the right decisions for what needs to stay and what needs to go so that you can get rid of those yucky heavy ugh, just suffocating drowning just feelings like you're just gonna die in the mess like it just feels like your legs are covered in thick mud and you can't move them very well. It just feels so heavy to walk through that. I know what that feels like. And then you walk in and you feel so confident that I'm going to fix this. And you get in there and a minute later and you're just like ready to cry because you don't know where to start. 
that's why I do these SOS calls. So that when you feel that way, I can give you that starting point. I can give you that step-by-step -step plan. Take care of this first. This needs to go here. This needs to go here. This needs to go here. And you can take care of it in the two, three, five minutes at a time that you can invest into it. If you have 30 minutes, if you have two hours to put into it, you can put however much time into fixing those problems and getting started when you know where to start and what changes to make and have that support and encouragement from someone. When I could call my friend and do a FaceTime with them and they could tell me how to fix the problem, it made a million, like honestly, all I had to do because I already had the skills of being organized and I had the ability to do it, I just needed someone to kind of give me a shake and point me in the right direction kind of thing. And so just talking to them about my problem, I already had the solutions coming out of my own mouth as I was doing that. So that's why I'm doing this for you. So if you are in that season, whatever season it is where you're feeling stuck and overwhelmed and just like you are just drowning in the chaos of not being able to keep up with your home or you have that place that you've just been throwing the mess and shutting the door so that the rest of your home was manageable and not stressful, I can help you with that. You don't have to do it in person. It is such an easy phone call way. Go to www.thesosmom, that's T-H-E-S-O-S-M-O-M.com and book an SOS call. It's so easy to do and it really is something that can get you out of that funk. Honestly, you can maybe even by the end of the day, I've had clients that have completely rearranged multiple rooms and gotten rid of an entire carload or three, like an entire carload is full and they have another pile started at the door ready as soon as they take that next donation. Like they've been able to do that and make those changes in two hours after our call. They were sending me pictures of after. It can be that easy. And it's that motivating too. Once you feel unstuck and you have that direction, that guidance, that plan of action, whew, you can do it. Like you can bust through it. Even if you only have small spurts of energy and the physical ability to take on that stuff a little bit at a time, even if you can only do just a little bit, a drawer at a time, or just one grocery bag at a time, it makes a difference and you can get started. So take a little break, get something to eat, take it, you know, sit down on the couch and put your feet up for a minute and then get back to it. Set that timer for five minutes, two minutes, whatever time that you can do and invest yourself in, go do it and make it better. Like you really and truly can. If you feel like you need to go and rearrange the whole thing and get it like really make a wow impact. You can honestly do that in such a short time when you have the plan, when you have that action steps of what needs to be done. And I break it down so that it doesn't feel like a big to-do list. It's an easy, okay, I can do that. Okay, I can do that. Oh, I, that's an easy, I can do that here. I don't want you to feel weighed down with the to-do list. I want you to feel like you can handle it. And that is what the, that's the responses that I get from my clients when they do an SOS call. <laughs> when people have these SOS calls, they're like, I can't believe how much we have done. I can't believe that 
this is the same day in these pictures, like the difference from this morning to now. My husband's not even home from work yet. He's gonna be so amazed. Thank you so much. Like these are the things that I'm hearing from my clients as we're finishing up these calls and as they're finishing up, sending me pictures from the day of what they've accomplished or any of the questions that they get after the plan, if they get stuck with something, I can quickly answer that for you too. And I love it so much. Just that feeling, I feel so much better about my day. And I honestly pray this prayer. Lord, let me be a blessing to someone today. Show me how I can help someone. How can I be a light to someone today? And every time that I pray that prayer, send me someone that I can help today. Who can I help or send them to me? Every time I pray that prayer, God sends me someone that I get to help and bless and make an impact in their life. And it is a life-changing impact that is made in their life. It's in mine as well, not just theirs. I'm not just helping them to help them and, you know, get the credit for that. That's not at all what I'm interested in. I want to see, I want to help lift them up and put them in a better place. I want them to be more successful in what they need to do and their passion and what they're supposed to be doing with their day and with their life and with their family. That's what I want. That is what fuels me and keeps me going with this podcast and with these SOS calls and helping people as an organizer and helping them as a decluttering coach. It makes such a difference. And even sometimes you don't even have a bunch of extra stuff. It's not the clutter. It's just the setup of your home, the setup and design staging of what your house needs to be. Why does it feel so awkward in here? Why is this room not working? Why does this, why does nobody want to be in this space that we've set up this way? And sometimes just a call for that is all you need to make a huge difference in and create that unused, turn that unused space into a space that everyone is like, just wanting to show their friends how amazing it is. And you can do it in just a couple of hours, a couple of minutes sometimes. It doesn't even take a whole hour to make it that big of an impact sometimes in a space. It just depends on what you're working with and how much energy and time that you have to put in. So if you are that mama, that woman, that beautiful person who is stuck in that season of overwhelm and frustration and you just need like a map to get through <laughs> to get it, to improve it. You just need that plan. Call me. Book that SOS call. Let's do something. Let's make it better. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear from you. I'm waiting to help you. I'm praying for you. Even if you don't call me, maybe just the call, just the thought that it's available will inspire you enough to take action and make something better. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please share it with a friend and leave a review for me. Let me know how much this podcast means to you and how much it has impacted your life. I would really just love to hear from you. So I'm here. I'm waiting to hear from you. Get your SOS call scheduled. I'll talk to you real soon. You guys have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the SOS Mom Show. 
You can find more of the behind the scenes in our Facebook group, The SOS Mom Show. That's in Facebook groups. And feel free to contact me anytime at hello at the SOSmom.com. I'm here for you. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me so that more people can find this show and get unstuck and organized and simplify their lives. All right. Have a blessed day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.